This is a download from MFR. The Ross County Fan Zone on MFR with Ian Ald. Hello and welcome to the first ever Ross County Fan Zone on MFR news and views from the Global Energy Stadium by the fans, for the fans and I'm in the company of some diehard staggies tonight John Maxwell, Scott Taylor and Chris Grant Guys, first of all, let's get to know each other a little bit let's become familiar uh, Scott, I'll start with the uh, first of all uh, with you um, your favourite county game Favourite game? Uh, we've been lucky over the years to have so many, you know, moments to remember, to be honest. But uh, I mean, a lot of people would probably go for the Celtic game for obvious reasons. But uh, my favourite, it's got to be the five-one against Cali Thistle um, back in was it two thousand and four, the season before Cali got promoted to the Premier League. That one, you know, still clear in my, my memory. Quite <laughs> current as well, given the fact yeah, that, that you're the playing them on Saturday. Playing them on Saturday, yeah, it's always uh, good to look back at victories against them because you know the last few games we've obviously you know, haven't done so well. Um, I mean, you're talking you know, three three years ago since we last beat them. So uh-huh. yeah, um, that you know five one definitely. Yeah, that one's crystal clear in my mind. That game. <laughs> a favourite player across the years. There's been a, a few yeah, cracking players. There's been a few stinkers as well. But we'll not talk oh, about them. Yeah, your favourite I mean, player. Yeah, there's definitely yeah quite a few stinkers. But uh, in terms of favourite player, um, I mean, I started going to the games regularly around 1995, 96 when Bobby Wilson was still in charge, mm-hmm. and the main man for me was Billy Ferris um, out in the wing, and um, I still remember the. I think one of his final games was when they won the third division at Brechin, and I remember his comments in the paper saying, that, you know, he was obviously delighted to finally have, you know, achieved a you know senior league medal. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, for me, he's yeah, he's my favourite player. A true, a true legend, you could yes. say. John, I'll move on to you next. Your favourite uh, county game. I think it's got to be another derby match and Scott mentioned about County winning about three years ago and my favourite match would be County winning 2-1 at Victoria Park as it was called then in uh, November 2009 uh, Ross County went 2-0 up uh, it was about in the first half an hour the County were they were brilliant that day um, Michael Garden especially um, I think Scott Morrison set the tone with a a thunderous free kick that hit the crossbar from about 30 yards out and Scott Boyd uh, headed the, the ball over the line from the rebound and I, th- I think it was Gardine that scored the second goal right? was uh, it? it was actually, yeah, yeah. Gardine did score the second goal but, but his play during the whole match was magnificent um, Cali's team at that time had a, a great number of a, a number of good players such mm-hmm. as Johnny Hayes, uh, Richie Foran was playing then. They they had uh, Rooney just coming onto form at that moment in time, but they didn't have much between defence and uh, their forward line. And Gardine just dominated the the middle of the park, and it was a, a wonderful display. I remember that game so well because I did the press afterwards, and I was standing, you know, midway up the, the main stand and that be kind of concourse, but watching Terry Butcher come out and boot. A, a hole in the advertising hoarding which was fun and then I had to interview him next which is great so that one always stands out for me your favourite uh, ever county player across the years favourite ever county player would be one who uh, 
he was there when, when I started going to the matches and it's Ian Maxwell who shares a similar surname as me. <laughs> no, um, no, no relation <laughs> at all. Um, he um, when I was in school, I wanted to be a left-sided defender, and that's exactly what Maxwell was. And uh, I looked up to him a lot. I met him recently. Um, he's a he's a uh, director at uh, Partick Thistle now, mm-hmm. and he's a sound guy. And uh, I'm, I'm glad he he lived up to the the guy that I, that I looked up to as a player. So we found it, John Ciro, on episode one. There we are, <laughs> uh, Chris. Your favourite ever game? It had been the Hibs game, the Scottish Cup game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a game that was! The atmosphere was tremendous, and I've got to say, you know, when Scott Boyd popped up and just pinged it in the back of net to get us to, you know, the Scottish Cup final, it was it was incredible. You know, I, I definitely would say it was the, see I was only going since two thousand four, so you know, it's uh, it's a hard one to look at the games over the years, but definitely the Hibs game. That was a special night, wasn't it? You know, there's something special about the the midweek games. Um, but you know, beating Hibs in your own patch and and just the scenes afterwards were truly memorable. Yeah, I, remember, I just remember everybody running from what was the jail end. It yeah. was well, still is, but you know, it was just tremendous. You know, the atmosphere it was buzzing after, and then you think, oh, we're going down to Hamden, you know, and then we find out we've got Celtic, and it was just incredible. And I can still remember a Celtic game too. It was phenomenal. You mentioned 2004 since you started yeah. supporting Ross County. You've seen some cracking players in those time. Can you pick out a favourite one? It is Richie Britton. Uh, well, uh, Richie Britton's a great player, very creative, but uh, actually it's changed the last couple of weeks. It's, it's actually Mihail Kovacevic. Um, he is fantastic at right back. I really like the guy. He takes no prisoners. And I think he's been playing phenomenal for the last couple of weeks. And Derek certainly got him playing to a high level. Good good choice. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, what a week to start the Ross County fan zone because it's Derby week. Here's manager Derek Adams, who I spoke to a short time ago, looking forward to locking horns with Callie Thistle. Yeah, we're looking forward to it, especially being at home. It's a, a good opportunity for us to you know, try and progress to the next round of the Cup and uh, Inverness will be thinking the same way. Obviously, the Cup game differs from an SPL game, but the SPL game is the last time you met. Will that have any bearing on, on Saturday's game? No, it won't. Um, you know, being at home, we've done well at home against Inverness before. You know, winning a draw, and uh, if we can take that into, you know, the mentality, uh, you know, for the upcoming cup game, then you know we'll do well. And uh, Inverness have done very well of late, and uh, you know, managed to to put a wee run together. I know a lot of the supporters. Um, you were backed, you know, in, in huge numbers um, in Inverness uh, back in in October. They'll be seeking. You know, bragging rights and revenge, but it's important that you know you try and keep your, you know, emotions intact uh, on Saturday. Yeah, of course. I, I think that uh, you know the players want to to win the match to get through, and we and I want to win the match to, you know, progress to the next round of the cup. So the players will be you know focused, and uh, we want to try and get back to another final like we did in two thousand and ten. Ross County manager Derek Adams looking ahead to this weekend's game with Cali Thistle. First of all, Scott, I'll get uh, your thoughts on the game. Obviously. Uh, a busy week with the, the midweek fixture against uh, St Mirren. The defeat to Dundee United on the own, their own patch as well. This is the, the end of the three home game run. Looking forward to it from a fan's point of view? Um, after the last couple of games, oh, you know, slightly slightly nervous going in given the form that Kai Thistle are on. I mean, they're, they're currently third on the table, you know, levelling points with Selk for 24 hours. And, you know, after they've They've had a bad result against Motherwell, but come bouncing straight back against wins against Celtic and Aberdeen. Um, going into this game, slightly more nervous than the previous game at the Cali Stadium earlier in the season. 
but the fact that it's a Scottish cap as well, we're competing in, I think, gives it a slightly edge compared to the league. You know, you, you play each other at least three times in the league, but for it being the Scottish cap, the chance to knock your rivals out um, is definitely the added incentive that hopefully, you know, kind of you'll rise to the occasion on Saturday. The worst thing that could probably happen is for it to end a draw, <laughs> to be honest. I think um, we've been, you know, it's been good to have a run of home games after having the two two weekends on the road. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, yeah, definitely, definitely looking forward to it. We'll do a cliche count, and I apologise, yeah. because one's coming <laughs> here, but the John, the form book goes at the window in derbies, typically. Um, does that count this weekend? I don't know. Uh, I... The form goes out the window. It, it. I don't know if that makes sense. Really, when when you look at it, um, I think it's just the team, the better team that, that wins on the day. Um, if if you do look at the the form in the league, then County have only won two in ten, whereas Cali have only lost one in ten, and Cali have won seven of those. Um, it's clear that that Cali are the form team going into the match. I think it does count for something. Um, but I hope County can. Um, I, I hope that they can drag themselves out of the the poor form that they've had at the moment. Um, I think they they need to start scoring a few more goals. Uh, Cali average about two goals a game at the moment in the last mm-hmm. six matches. County have only only average about one goal a game, and that might be the difference. Um, it. You could say forms temporary, class is permanent, uh, as another cliche. There we go, we've got two. <laughs> but um, I, I think Cali have got the better team at this moment in time. County, they've they've got enough, enough about them to win, for sure, but they need to get the balance right in the team, and that hasn't been there recently. A great game to obviously kick-start a run. I know Derek Adams is, is keen on putting... Um, you know, a couple of runs together, three, four games in the SPL can take you up to the top six because it really is a tight league. Although this is the cap, that win over Cali Thistle might kickstart that, Chris. It, it might, it certainly might. And I think at the end of the day, too, is Derek needs to look for an option up front. Um, as we were discussing, you know, Sam Morrow has been as average and, for, you know, it's an uninformed at times. But I think we need to have a solid striker that can get, you know, pos- position correct to work along you know the 4-5-1 works the 4-4-2 works but again the 4-4-1-1 needs to maybe thing I think we're missing Gardine this year Mm -hmm. I think that's where things are maybe causing a wee bit of problems but definitely and another player I'm desperate to see back is Paul Austin it's really strange Paul's just gone right out of the team and that really kind of concerns me and it certainly has concerned a lot of the fans because he's really creative and him and Richie Britton have got I would say a really good workforce but we need to start picking you know we win on Saturday it might give that the team a wee bit of a boost and then to, to go down and hopefully you know I think it's Motherwell the following week so yeah. it'll be a um, another hard game so just to, to look at the, the long term too at the same time With regards to the striking options as well I mean the merry-go-round of strikers continues you know the likes of McMenamin's been in there Glenn, Morrow Ross, Stephen Craig's banging in the goals or, or was for Pardick Thistle is it a is striking uh, a department that Derek needs to look at in the, in the January transfer window? I think so um, you look at the strikers he's got apart from obviously Gary, Glenn the rest of them have been here now for at least you know a season and the, I would look at it and say that he's he's obviously been to the press and said he wants to bring in new players, but he's obviously got all flowed. And you know there are not to mention 
you know, certain players, but there's some who are obviously out on loan that he probably doesn't view a future for them at Ross County. So, but definitely up front, um, it's, a, it's a difficult market as well for strikers, you know, because yeah. you can, you, you know, some of these players, you know, their track records um, look good, but it's just fitting into the team. And that's, I think, where some players have struggled, you know, especially you mentioned, you know, some of the misfits we've had over the years, <laughs> um, you know. Yeah, it's one of these situations where you can th- you think you're getting the right guy in, but might, might not be the case. No, yeah. John, um, we, we spoke about it off here. It's that chicken and egg scenario with strikers and goals. I, I touch on Cali Thistle for a, a, at the moment. You saw Billy McKay, who's red hot at the moment in, in form and scoring goals aplenty, and he's someone who has been under the radar before and not managed to hit the target as often as he'd like. Does Ross County do Ross County have that? And the likes of Gary Glenn, I mean, does it take a goal for them to kind of get off and running, as they say? It remains to be seen. Um, I don't know if if they've got the, the goals up front um, that they need. Stephen Ross might be the one player that can do that. Um, I think the fans have taken to him largely because he's from Ballantore, but um, he he's one forward so far this season that looks as if he can uh, run past defenders. And uh, and he can finish well as well, which we saw with his goal against Aberdeen. Um, at the end of the day, Ian Vigers is a t- top scorer at the moment, and he's a midfielder. And then the next goal, top goal scorer is Richard Britton, and, the, and there are three forwards with one goal each, and that's not good enough at the moment. Maybe, uh, as he suggested, uh, a forward does need to uh, a little bit of confidence in him and, and play some more games, but if if you stick with one player for so long and he doesn't produce the goals that you need, then you've got to look elsewhere. Um, I, th- I think that I think that if Colin McMenamin was fully fit and he hasn't been in the last, say, six weeks, maybe since the start of the season, if he was fit and playing every match 90 minutes as he was last season and forging a partnership with with Figers as he had with Garden last season, then I think Kenty would have a few more goals um, at this at this point of time. But um, that's life, and we'll, we'll just see what happens in the transfer window. We talk about the striking department, Chris. The goalkeeping department has also changed of late as well. Mark Brown uh, came in for Michael Fraser on Tuesday, and I've seen games where Michael Fraser's been man of the match, outstanding. You know, uh, the 3 0 defeat at Kilmarnock, the, the 2 2 draw at Tynecastle, some of those games he was really a uh, top class in. However, he made mistakes last weekend, and it looks like Mark Brown's going to get the nod in the derby. I really don't understand it. Um, I'll be honest with you. It's- Fraser has been tremendous this year, and I think he's probably kept us from, you know, larger defeats. Um, Mark Brown was very, very good on Tuesday night against the and really strong, and he, he took, you know, the, the chances and he held the ball well. But at the same time, as I don't understand Derek's comments coming out and saying he made a couple of mistakes. Yeah, he may have made one. Everybody makes mistakes. I'm sure Michael Fraser's made mistakes, and so has Mark Brown. But end of the day, you know, I don't think a, a goalkeeper should be just dropped for one change, but again it's up to the, the management and I think you know, Derek's decisions have been very very good this year and you know, give the man his due, he's led us where we are today mm-hmm. I have to feel sorry for Michael Fraser because so often at Cali Thistle he was the reserve goalie to Mark Brown and eventually he breaks in and gets the number one slot for Ross County and then who arrives but Mark Brown, Mark Brown's obviously uh, one of his good friends as well but might bring out the best and Michael Fraser having Mark Brown there again you know pushing him all the way 
Mark Brown's got the goalkeeping jersey at the moment, Scott, but you know, Michael Fraser will be as determined as anyone to get that back. Yeah, I think you look at last season and Michael played pretty much the whole season. Mm-hmm. I think he was dropped for the St Mirren game, the replay in the cap. Um, so maybe he probably has needed a bit of competition um, just to keep him you know, on his toes. So maybe Derek's felt that you know this was the time to do it. But uh, I wouldn't necessarily agree with you know coming out and criticising him. But um, you know he's if, if Mark Brown, this Mark Brown's got to take his chance, mm-hmm. and you know because he knows that if he makes a crucial error, you know he's got Michael Fraser on the bench who's ready to take his place. Both goalkeepers, John, ex Cali Thistle. We look through the squad, and of course there is a few ex Inverness players. They'll be determined. Ross Stokely's already come out in the press this week and pretty much nailed on that he is desperate to beat his old team on Saturday. Will that be a good thing or a bad thing? Um, looking at the 3-1 defeat at the, in Inverness earlier in the season, you've got to say it was a bad thing. <laughs> Particularly when Ross Stokely hit the crossbar with a header and you thought that he was, was trying to... It was a floodlight. It was a floodlight. He couldn't <laughs> see. <laughs> uh, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but it did look as if he was trying to score for his own team. Um, no, uh, in all seriousness, I think I think that they'll be doubly determined to to try and get one over Cali this time. Um, Mano made a, a a bad mistake for um, one of the goals where he he should have uh, got a leg to a to a, a routine ball that that was uh, that went his way and he totally missed it and Cali got in the behind the defence and scored. And uh, I think I saw on Twitter that he didn't sleep that night. Um, I, 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 there's no way that he'll make a similar mistake this time and I don't think Ross Tokley if he's playing will make a similar mistake either um, there is a bit of a, a, an ex-Cali con- a, a colony at Ross County at the moment um, I think they've got a lot of experience and it's good that there still is um, in one form or another uh, a, a local element to the to the derby because if it wasn't for those ex-Cali players at the moment and maybe for Stephen Ross and the uh, who, who I said is from Ballantor there wouldn't be any local players and, it, and it's good to have that added edge to the derby I remember speaking to Ross Tokley when he did uh, join Ross County and you know there was a wee bit of, of, of you know um, mixed responses at the time but what have you felt seeing Ross Tokley and indeed the likes of Grant Monroe, Michael Fraser, Mark Brown, I mean, they are 100% committed to the club they're at at the moment and they will give 110%, there's another cliche for you, every single week. Yeah, um, I don't think any fan would doubt that now. Um, I, th- I think maybe a few of us wondered the, what Ross Tokley would do and not not in terms of the fact that he was a Cali player, just because they thought that he was getting on a bit um, and that he was a bit slow and we thought that he might have been cover for right back and it turns out that he started playing at right back and we had concerns that he he, he would have been skinned too easily but that's never really happened this season so far um, Grant, Grant Monroe arrived the season before and we thought the same about him but he, he was such a classy player in the first division and he's for such a good central defensive partnership with Scott Boyd they complement each other's attributes so well Michael Fraser Mark Brown um, they're just good goalkeepers as far as the fans are concerned from my point of view I think you mentioned Dean Vigers I, I spoke to him before the last derby and he was like a kid on Christmas morning he really was so excited for the game and although perhaps some of the other guys might have 
it might have been bad for them to play against their old club they had a negative effect but Ian Vigers I feel handled the occasion really well he scored a great goal Chris as well and he was one of the best players for County that night Vigers has been immense he really is he's so creative um, I honestly don't know why he's it's a, a lot of Ross County fans may agree or disagree why he's not being called up for Scotland for example he's a very good strike, uh, uh, midfielder should say but at the end of the day I think he's got the creativity for a, for certainly for a winger you see on, on Tuesday night he was it looked like he had just been playing behind Morrow and he was getting on the attack so many times and he scored so many times and I think he's got a long a long um, thing to go he's brilliant really is yeah I spoke to one national manager about him actually a few years ago and he really did uh, rate him and we want to, to watch for the, the future um, the first derby of the season on home soil Scott it's the new Global Energy Victoria Park, whatever you want to call it, it's a, it's a new ground. Yeah, it's um, out of energy before the game. Yes, yes. Um, I think they're they're heading towards a sellout, which will be great. Um, there'll be only a few seats left if they're not sold out. Uh, how much of an impact will the the new ground, the new surroundings, because it is a really tight, intimidating atmosphere? You know, John mentioned the the two one game a couple of years ago as well, and I remember that one being, you know, when it's when Victoria Park was, you know, the old way when it was packed. It was such a, a really intense atmosphere to play in, and I, I guess Saturday would be no different. If anything, it might have the opposite effect, um, because the away end's now covered, mm. and you, I mean, obviously the Celtic and Aberdeen games, um, the away ends were sold out, and the noise that can be generated in the away stands can be, you know, pretty loud. Um, the fact that the jail ends no longer standing um, might might have an effect as well. Um, but I think the, the atmosphere. I mean, we know that on on the, on our day we can create a bit of a racket, you know, which obviously the players, you know, they can hear it, and that obviously gives them a bit more confidence. And yeah, I think the transition into all seater stadium, it's got its benefits. It's also got its negatives. But mm. I think in in general, I think in terms of atmosphere, um, I think it's actually helped just because. The noise is actually kind of enclosed now within the ground. Um, definitely makes it a lot louder. The jail end, I mean, is that a good good thing it's seated or not? I mean, I, I really do miss the, the old jail end, and especially for games like this one. The problem with the jail end at the moment is that when people used to congregate behind the goals and make the noise before they're dispersed um, along various sections of the jail end and sometimes in the east stand or the west stand because if they think that they're, if they're going to have to sit then they might as well sit with a good view and they'll be higher up in a different stand so so there are pockets of noise elsewhere in this in the stadium that weren't there in previous in seasons previous but um, the the volume of the noise in the in the heart of the jail end isn't there at the moment. Um, as Scott said, on the flip side of that, the the seated area in the in the way end is is great. I uh, I love the new ground for that reason alone. I remember the first league match of the season, Motherwell sold near enough sold out there their allocation and it was towards the end of the match and the the match finished nil nil I think and um, Motherwell were on the ascendancy and they had a free kick and they did a slow clap building up to this free kick and you could hear the clap reverberating along the, the walls of the Highland Academy uh, because it's all enclosed at that part of the ground and the, the acoustics of the, of the stadium are great and, and uh, a good tonic to sing in the, the, uh, in the ground in Inverness because you lose half the noise to the, to the dual carriageway yeah, the, the good old A9 side of the ground, that's all I like to call it. Because it, it's a, a terrific arena, you know, popped up in the summer when it was, you know, to see it 
you know, getting built, and it, it really is. Uh, I think Colin McMenamin described it as a a smaller tank castle, and I can see what he means in terms of that tight uh, enclosed atmosphere. Um, they had the one-all draw against Celtic. That's probably the best kind of game so far. That oh, the wins over Aberdeen and Hibs probably the, the, the stadium has seen itself. A derby win would go uh, nicely along with them, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd even go better going back to the Celtic ones. County should have had that one anyway. But uh, the, it would be brilliant if we could have a win in home soil, um, just to you know get us kicked off again, as you were saying before. But uh, the, I think the atmosphere, you know, there's still a good atmosphere uh, in the jail and it'll always be the jail and to me and it won't be, I don't know if they call it the south stand or something now, but, um, uh, you know, there's still, as John says, is there's there's weak, you know, pockets and, you know, I sit in East Stand and you hear, you know, there's a couple of people on East Stand too, so it's good because if the fans get together, create the noise, as Derek says in the papers, you know, he wants noise mm-hmm. and, you know, that's what the fans try and provide, so. We've spoken about Cali Thistle. Perhaps, you know, being the favourites going into the game on, on, you know, good form, especially the wins at Celtic Park and Aberdeen, uh, just to end the first ever Ross County fan zone, I'll get you to stick your neck on the lines and give me some predictions. Scott, first of all, start with yourself. I hate making predictions, (laughs) normally because I never get them right. You can't say draw either because I suppose it goes to replay, you know. Like I said earlier on, you know, I think the worst result would be a draw. Well, no, no, the worst result would be to lose, but I don't think a draw would help in terms of a backlog of uh, fixtures we're going to have over the Christmas period. Um, You know, the squad would be stretched. But if we're going to stick, if I'm going to stick my neck out and uh, predict a result, then. I'm going to say that I'm obviously going to say Ross County, you know, <laughs> by the odd goal and th- odd goal and five. Oof! <laughs> ah, big scoring match then. Oh, that's uh, what I'm hoping for anyway. Hi, <laughs> uh, John. I don't like predicting Ross County wins because I think they jinx. Uh, I jinx it, but uh, I, I think that Kelly might win this, but I don't trust them to keep keep a clean sheet because they're not very good at that this season. Mm-hmm. So, I think it might be. Uh, they'll go on three, so maybe two on Cali. See, I like that. A guy who talks down his own side. I, I, I'd go for that uh, same analogy as well. I like to, to talk down my sides and then you're never disappointed. Yeah, uh, a pessimist is never disappointed. That's it, that's <laughs> it. Uh, Chris, I'll end with you. Uh, a prediction from you. Oh, well, it'd be, good, it'd be good for a large win, uh, but you know, a win though will do me quite comfortably. Cali's form being really very you know good up front too with, with young Billy Mackay. So, County, I reckon, one nil, definitely. Excellent stuff. We can get extensive coverage of Ross County versus Cali Thistle on MFR2 Super Scoreboard Live on Saturday afternoon from 12. Then next week, live commentary of Motherwell versus Ross County from Fir Park at 2.30. That's it from us here in the Ross County Fan Zone on MFR. We'll be back next week. The Ross County Fan Zone on MFR with Ian Ald. Listen again online at mfr.co.uk slash rosscounty. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Get more from the North's number one radio station at mfr.co.uk.